Hey everybody, welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. That was a hot, hot intro. Sorry about you guys. Uh, welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. This is Brian, here in North Texas, chilling, just relaxing out back, shooting some hoops, drinking some Bell's Oberon this afternoon, this evening, whatever time of day it is, doesn't matter. It's great for Bell's Oberon. Yesterday was Oberon Day, the official start of <clears throat> spring in the mitten of... Michigan, I guess, is what they consider it. Usually aligns with opening day of baseball. Since that shit happens on a Thursday this year, they're like, fuck it, we're just going to do it on Monday. <laughs> so, uh, Bell's Oberon, the official beer of summer, is delicious. Is it officially in stores? Yes, it was in stores Monday and uh, on uh, in my fridge Monday afternoon. Wow. It's such a Brian tasty had a little, beer. Get a little notification pop up from the BBC. No, I uh, I, I mark it. On, I mark it on my calendar. Oh, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a big day, man. You it's, mar- it's good shit. The, the Steve Inskeep record it and then deliver it to you to your calendar. Kaspersky, Kaspersky <laughs> records it for me. Kaspersky Labs. Kaspersky, I think, does it. I don't know. Uh, Audrey McGlinchey, KUT News. <laughs> and that got me choked up. Sorry. You, you probably heard her up there in Dallas, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Audrey McGlinchey. So bad. Like, understand. She's got such a, a cadence to her voice that it's so annoying. Read the room. Are people understanding you? Probably not. I'm just well, going to keep saying it in the exact same the way. Story, right? and, and she'll prolong so that ending where she goes. Like that's that is the tone of her voice during the whole story, but she'll kind of elongate that tone. So she'll be like, "And he went out to his yard, and da 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 da, and and like then at the end she just condenses it all into her little tagline. It's yeah, it's so frustrating but hilarious. That's been the NPR corner here on Nobert Left Behind. Yeah. I guess I think this would be a good time for this. Hell yeah, he made the draft. Damn straight, it did. Action. <laughs> uh, that, that was a dope ref alert by Frank. Now you need to make a dope drop alert for when you make a dope uh, drop. Oh shit! Got <laughs> some free time tomorrow. Some dropception type of shit. Good. I'll mark that Good. time so I can get dropception <laughs> in there. I don't know why, but Villa, I like using Villum talking as drop pieces <laughs> in my sound clips. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I haven't heard one. Is that always me talking? Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Listen. <laughs> oh, Poppy. That's you. <laughs> Oh, Poppy! All of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell. Anyway, we're like an early aughts morning show. Like that's our podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? Don't do that shit. <laughs> Never. 
Never. The reggae horn wasn't a thing in the early aughts. No shit, no, but, but it I'm is now. Like the old poppy and that kind of. Oh thing. yeah. yeah. Have we, you? We also dropped woke the other day. I'm not even sure that that's even an acceptable woke, drop. Woke, woke, woke. <laughs> I didn't drop woke, did I? Yeah, yeah. Well, so really woke. I haven't heard woke. I haven't heard. No, I don't even know where it's we, at. We don't have a woke drop. Brian just oh. said woke. Oh, and I was like, uh, oh man, cringe. No, it's not cringe. Shut up. Cringe. You have woke. no idea what you're talking about. You're not I woke, do. son. I do. You're right. What are we drinking? <laughs> I appreciate my sleep. Oh. <laughs> Boo! Boo this man! What is just being awake? Some like just being awake and being alive is like some level of somethingness. I wish I could figure out how to mute just Frank's channel, but I can't. Okay. Anyway, I'm saying woke people. What are we? uh, I know what Frank's drinking. He's drinking Lacroix. Um. I'm guessing. No, it's ice water. Bath water. <laughs> it's just ice, toilet water, water this week. This dude is salty as fuck. <laughs> ice water tonight. Um, oh, he's got ice in his veins. Shit, yeah. rich people living right got there. One more week left of this. <clears throat> um, we did on Saturday night. We had a barbecue, and uh, you know, like you can't just go like full bore back into drinking after not drinking for a month and a half. So we did a little test of like how like what your tolerance is. People, your tolerance falls through the fucking floor. Okay. Um, Apparently, you so, can't do heroin anymore. Huh. Uh, yeah, you you feel like shit after four. So don't don't try to go too hard in the paint. Four beers or four mixed drinks? Because I know how you do sometimes. No, no, this was four uh, two two beers, two wines. Is what mm. it was. Well, you can settle I down did, there. I did have a touch of rum. Mm. Wanted to taste the uh, yeah, Frank. The rum you I fucking got there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a touch of rum, How, and then I'm, dude, that's like a fucking good night. A, for me. <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's even that's even my good night. Two, two wine, two beers, and a little snifter of rum. No way that that is your <laughs> good night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, are you crazy? Of course that is. Well, you didn't. I mean, obviously, I mean, he's hitting oxys in between every one of those, getting nice no, and fucked. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty tipsy after five drinks. You saw um, Frank. You heard him the after next day, the next day is not dope. Frank, you heard um, him on the worldwide stout night. And he drank half a bottle of Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout, and he was like, he was feeling real good by the end of the podcast. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's a strong ass stout, though. It is. I will say, it's not. Brian's not a five five drink hitter. <laughs> it depends on what five I'm drinking, I guess. <laughs> I drank half gallon of beer the other night <laughs> in a single five sitting. Bottles of vodka, and I'm still walking. And I'm, you know, I had to go pee. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I have to go pee in age. Uh, no, I, I got a, uh, I got a 64 ounce growler. I busted out the big dog the other night. Oh shit! And got a 64 of Firestone Walker Lager. <clears throat> Next thing I know, I was polishing off the end of the growler while I was watching the rest of Santa Clarita Diet. So I was like, oh, shit. That's a good show. It is a good it's show. Good. Very underrated. Enough about me. Villain, what are you drinking tonight? I saw you holding up light to your Marshall glass. Yeah, so I can't I can't show it to you for some reason. Like, the light is too harsh. But the, it's this heirloom beer called De- Devil's Snare. And is I have your no first idea. Is that Rustic Heirloom Ales? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, is it? <laughs> what? It's an. It's from Heirloom Ales. Heirloom. Okay. And it's a. Uh, it's called Devil's Snare, and it's like it looks like pond water. Honestly, like <laughs> neat. The not appealing at all. Like in my opinion, but it <laughs> smells good, and it tastes fucking great. Like delicious. Heirloom rustic ales in Tulsa, and, Oklahoma. And it is almost like a little funky, but not like not so much that you you would even like. No, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't describe it as funky necessarily, but there is a little bit. Is this it'll, um? It'll it'll get him one fifth of the way there, Brian. I guess. And it's like a little bitter, a little sour. I don't know. It's like really delicious. Ah, so it is a it is a blend of unfinished Norwegian farmhouse ale. And an acid-driven table beer. So Norwegian farmhouse ale, uh, Jester King makes one every year. Uh, those farmhouse ales are typically bittered with uh, roots and like different. <clears throat> the same shit they make, uh, they use to make like root beer, <laughs> like craft root beers and shit. And uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm blanking on this shit. Sarsaparilla and everything uh, they use to bitter some of those. Scandinavian beers. Anyway, okay. Uh, and then they—it looks like they blended it back with a tart saison. I bet it's really yeah. fucking good. They it added is. junipers hey, in the mash. In Tulsa, anytime soon, to come hit me up and we can go ahead grab them. Um, Willem also had some uh, massive news uh, come up. He um, smoked one hell of a pork butt this weekend. No, the whole chicken. (laughs) It was decent, like nothing I would brag about. Yeah, he he did brag about it though. And then in other massive news, he uh, he went to uh, Jared. Well, he went to his final uh, tasting at the American Solera Brewery this week. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be so hilarious when Brian figures out what that joke is. I have no okay, idea what so, the fuck you're talking about. Brian, Brian, you had um, some news about the podcast that you wanted to share, some fantastic reviews. Okay. Telling us well, I was going to go uh, over, speaking podcast of... Podcast Hall of Fame. Speaking material, of right? stuff that uh, happened over the weekend, I went down to Luckapalooza at Luck. Dallas, which luck for those of you outside of Dallas stands for local urban craft kitchen. So basically all the food there is sourced from within like DFW area and all the beers come from breweries within the DFW Metroplex. Do they pay the Palooza clan for stealing their font? So thank you. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fool this man! So Luckapalooza is a, a, this is the fourth year they've done it. And it's basically a gathering of home brewers after the Blue Bonnet Brew Festival. The Blue Bonnet Brew Festival is a homebrew competition, the second largest homebrew competition in the nation. And uh, those serious brewers who compete in that every year, some of the bigger ones will come down to Luckapalooza and they'll pour their beers. So it's pretty cool. I mean, you can go down and try as many beers as you want. <clears throat> for free oh, wow. down at Luck. What? Yeah. And uh, Luck is, if you've never been down there in the Trinity Groves area of Dallas, it's basically a, co- a collection of restaurants that all share one common uh, porch area. So it's like one big outdoor restaurant. 
it's pretty cool, especially for Dallas. And uh, so uh, we went down there. There was, in particular, there was two breweries that I wanted to go check out. Uh, Brutal Beer Works and uh, Bless You, uh, Bless You Ales, I guess. Thank you. That's the kind of running joke there. He got drunk one night and he was like, let's make bless you beers, beers that'll bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so uh, went down there and realized as soon as I got there, like, oh, shit, there's a lot of people that I follow on social media through No Beer Left Behind on like Instagram (laughs) and Twitter here. So No Beer Left Behind shirt on? Damn straight I did. (laughs) Always on brand, son. Uh, Dude, dope! Hell yeah! Okay, let's hear it. So, got down there and I saw. Is the question? Yeah, no. It's, I mean, I, I thought it was good enough to bring up on the air. I'm not going to be throwing oh! out shit jokes, Frank. So, <laughs> <clears throat> got down there and I saw uh, people from the Dallas Beer Squad. Which, if you're on Instagram, on the Beer Instagram, the Dallas Beer Squad folks, uh, to sum up what they do is they hold bottle shares throughout the state of Texas. And kind of, and they've done some in California, but these bottle shares are like, I've seen 50, 60 bottles, uh, like bottle, bottle shares that they do. uh, Don't ask this. Don't, don't ask the question if it's going to be lame, Frank. What? No. uh, Oh no, not at all. I mean, I, I, I hear they turn into dick measuring contests, but Uh, sometimes that's my, the bottle share. Yeah. Yeah. Some of, sometimes uh, they do, but but the question that I had, <sighs> I wasn't going to burn them until you said it, and I'm just kidding. But the the real question I had was, do they do them in Austin or are they mainly like Houston, San Antonio, Dallas? Because sometimes they skip over. They do everywhere. I mean, honestly, oh, it's the they're, they're Dallas based, so they do yeah. a lot of them here. But anyway, just seeing those guys and talking to them, you know, telling them like, hey, y'all do some badass shit. Anyway, uh, one of the guys walked up and he's like, "Hey, you know, I follow you too." I was like, "Oh, sweet! You know, what's your you know user handle?" Uh, so he, is, I spoke to the guy who runs the NTX beer uh, handle on oh, nice. Twitter and Instagram. You always have some good stuff that you. Well, he reposts all of our stuff every Friday. Okay. He'll do like all the North Texas beer podcasts, and uh, he actually heard me when I was on Brew Bloods. And that's what got him to you know listen to some of our stuff. So, shouts to NTX Beer out there holding it down, homie. You know what's up? He uh, <laughs> he he and I shared a lot of the same views on some of the homebrews that were out there, which was it was refreshing because a lot of people were out there just literally stroking the people who were making beer. Yep, and that's okay uh, for some people, but for others who are more who are approaching her using Luckapalooza as like actual market feedback for what they need to do when they open a brewery. Like it's important to give them honest and legitimate feedback. Otherwise they're going to be making some not so hot beers. Uh, but there was some really interesting stuff out there. I will say I was uh, pleasantly surprised. There was a lot of hazy IPAs as to be expected. There mm-hmm. were some better made hazy IPAs than others. There was one that was pretty cool. It's called Quagmire, and it was a, a hazy double IPA that was. They brewed it with uh, Meyer lemons, <laughs> like at the end of boil. The beer smelled like lemon pledge, but it tasted amazing. There was uh, 
a little bitty brewery that basically they they want they won over my heart. Uh, they're Railport Brewing down in Waxahachie. It's a brew pub that opened up down there, and they had two of the best beers there. Like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why more people weren't over there loving on them. But they brew. This out is the, this is the one you posted. That's blue. No, 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 no. That's uh, that's bless you. That's bless oh, you okay. beers. Uh, that was a yeah. They they. I'll get to that in a second. The okay. Railport Brewing. They did just a wit beer and a whiskey stout. Both of them were just just fucking great beers. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with them. They're really unique and well well made. Now the bless you beers. Those two picture the picture of the two beers that I posted on Instagram at No Beer Left Cast. They look like cocktails first off. Yeah, yeah. They look like they, they one of them is like this ruddy orange color, and this other yeah. one looks like basically blue Powerade. <laughs> There's no other way to describe. Yeah, the it. other one I would equate to like the uh, t- uh, Topo, um, not Topo Chico, but the uh, you know the Topo Orange, whatever that <clears throat> stuff was. Like Agua Fresca. No, not mm. Agua Fresca. I'll th- I'll think of it in just a second. The, there, there used to be this like juice that was really really sweet. Oh yeah, no. At all. These were these. Yeah, they. I will. I'll agree with you, Frank. They look like basically beer cocktails, yeah. but they are uh, fruited and colored uh, sour beers. Brian. Uh, yes. Would you say there's like a lot of politics around these awards and things like the contests and who wins them and which breweries kind of get lifted into prominence and whatever? Um, Could that explain why this little brewery that has really good beer isn't talked about? Uh, so I will agree with you that some of the larger awards. Well, no, I'm literally asking. I don't know. I have oh. no opinion either way. Uh, no. Uh, so the Blue Bonnet Brew Off, that's just a, I mean, that's a, nationally sanctioned homebrew competition that one is pretty neutral uh for the most part i mean i i guess there may be some politics somewhere in there but no one no homebrewer is like greasing the wheels of the nerd you know beer nerd judges (laughs) (laughs) that's not that's not how that works uh that's but there were i will say there was a uh a stout that had won the night before like best of show at the blue bonnet brew off and I tasted it. I was like, "Cool, you must have done a really good job bottling a beer." <laughs> this, what I'm tasting right here is not what I would have given. Like the, the rest of the beers would have been really bad. And I'm not saying this beer was terrible. It's just like when I think best of, this ain't it. Um, another I'm beer. Sure. Another the other beer looked like Tampico. Tampico. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like it looks like it basically like. For lack of Mexican Sunny D is what yeah, I think Mexican of. Mexican Sunny D, that's right. Um, it there was looked a, delicious. I mean, like it looked like my like five year old diabetes drink. Yeah, uh, there was there was a beer that had won at, at uh, the Great American Beer Festival last year that was poured at this at Luckapalooza. Oh, okay. And when I tasted, it, I was like, well, okay. I mean, it tastes like a like a like a passable beer. It was. It didn't taste like it would. I don't know. You see some of these awards given out, and you almost want to put the flavor and the beer up on a higher pedestal. And when you end up tasting it, you're like, oh, "That's what world class tastes like." Okay, and you just kind of recalibrate and move on. Yeah, it's it's well, really I, interesting. To that point, right? I I heard that we have a brewery here in Austin, and I'm hoping you know the name after I say what I'm about to say. They have won. The best lager 
at that great American beer festival, like mm-hmm. several years running mm-hmm. because for a little bit, they were the only ones submitting a decent lager. And now they're still like considered the best in the style. But I had this lager this past, what was it? I, I think I bought it for two weeks or three weeks ago. I was doing a barbecue and I wanted to get some good beer for people to drink. And, um, I tasted a little snifter. I can't wait to go back and actually buy like another growler of it because it was delicious, and I cannot for the life of me remember. What I'm pretty was. sure it's Austin Beer Garden. AB, that's ABGB. right, ABGB. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So <clears throat> they, yeah, they 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 have consistently won uh, or gotten really really high marks on their loggers, and you're right, they were the only ones doing uh, a couple of the major styles. The, let's see, there's another and one. I will, I will say, sorry, mm-hmm. just before we leave the lager thing, the two-wheel brewing company down the road had a little, like, uh, they had a little fair market this weekend. I went to go see what it was all about, and I tasted, again, a little snifter of their lager. I'm buying some of that, too. When you come Good. down, this this brewery specifically, Brian, they have really improved their beer. Good. I honestly have not tasted anything from them. I've I've seen I've seen what they're doing online and uh, everything looks good and it sounds like their recipes are like on paper. Excuse me, their paper on paper they sound great. Yeah, I'm just seeing what they taste like in person would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> so in summation, there were some great beers out at uh, Luckapalooza. Some people making really good home brews. A couple of big breweries who uh, hopefully will be up and running here pretty soon. Most likely all of them will be brew pubs, so you'll have to go That's into good. some of these little... Model. Yeah, I mean, it's really the only one if you're going to want to make money right now and you yeah, don't have 20 million... If you don't have 20 mil to drop on a production brew house. So, yep. so sorry, Brian. Luckapalooza, mm-hmm. um, just a, a little bit more on the event, because I know we just mentioned it. Is it the same time every year? It is. It's the I believe it's the Sunday after the Blue Bonnet Brew Off. So the Blue okay. Bonnet Brew Off is usually uh, it, it usually falls on basically the weekend after St. Patrick's Day, if I'm remembering okay. correctly. And with St. Patty's Day falling on a Saturday this year, it's a little bit it's a little bit later than normal. Okay. And then what's the uh, sort of the details around the festival. I'm not, not into free advertising, but what I'm trying to figure out is like, is this a family oriented event? Like, did you have a bunch of kids around? Or yeah, I mean, it? it's Luck in Trinity Grove, so already okay. it's not very it's not a very kid friendly part of town. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> and I'm not saying it's like where you go to get stabbed. It's like <laughs> That's not what the I mean. I-35 overpass here in Austin, like it's yeah. right up the street for the ABC yeah. shelter. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, you remember where our buddy Derek used to live? <laughs> Oh, okay. It's yeah. in. It's just north of that part of town. So Getting better, but it's, not quite there yet. Yeah, you 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 make a wrong turn on a street, and you're under a railroad bridge, and you're like, I didn't yeah. even know the railroad was over here. <laughs> railroad. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay, well that's good, man. And it, so you you met the NTX beer guys. Yeah. No. Uh, the other. Yeah, I was gonna say the basically all the brewers out there are really nice. Willing to talk, and it was it like you can tell they enjoyed being there because they're yeah. they're home brewers. They want to, you know, see what people think of their product. It it was a it was a good time all around. The weather was nice, wasn't scorching hot, and it wasn't freezing ass cold. And I don't know it, it because it's also not a majorly advertised like 
everybody needs to come out here for these exclusive beers. Like you're you're getting a specific audience to come out there, so it's already kind of a more chill crowd. You yeah. got you got your few hardcore beer nerds who are like, you gotta taste the haze, bro. Like, okay, fucking sit down, homie. Like, whatever. Those people are fewer and farther between at, a, at an event like this. Uh, a lot more, a lot more moms and dads were out on a Sunday afternoon for, you know, to to have some conversation. Some fun, yeah. It was it was it was cool. Now, uh, did they have food? Oh well, I mean, yeah, it's at Luck itself. So I mean, there's there's an outdoor pat. It's on their outdoor patio. So okay, people sorry, were Luck is a brewery pub or it's a it's local urban craft kitchen. So it's just a restaurant that serves yeah. local stuff. And then there's you know about seven or ten restaurants that share the same space. So there's 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 food to be had. Um, what was I going to say? Willem's, oh, Willem's killing the segment. <laughs> so, Sorry, man. Like I feel like Brian just been trying to get this fucking story out for yes. the past like fifteen minutes now, and we just keep digging into every little fucking yes. tangent that we like. like I, can I've, we move the fuck on with this right now? I've been trying to say that I went to really taste one beer because it was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I uh, wanted to taste one beer because of the name of it. It was a Cinnamon Toast cr- Crunch Cream Ale. And I know oh my, my cousin God. my cousin brews one, and he posts about it on the homebrew forums. And it sounds great. I wanted to go taste this thing and see if it was, you know, see how it tasted and provide any feedback to my cousin. And got there, realized that my cousin actually taught the guy who brewed it. He taught that guy how to brew. <laughs> Whoa. And uh, it that's was crazy. It was my cousin's recipe that he had, he had used. Oh, so, Holy shit, did he give your cousin credit? Oh yeah, he did. Well, because I was asking, I was like, you know, my cousin actually makes a recipe very similar, and he lives down in, you know, the next town over from you. He goes, he looked at me, he goes, is, is it Dusty? I go, yeah, that's that's my cousin. He's like, oh yeah, he taught me how to brew. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus, okay. It was weird. So anyway, it's a small brewing world, and that's something that uh, Mrs. Bryant even said afterwards. She was like, there's so many people in the brewing world, but like everybody's connected in some way, shape or form, yeah. like within it's like two degrees of Kevin Bacon in the, bre- yeah. in the beer scene. <laughs> so what did you think of the cinnamon test? Crowd? Would you like buy it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I gave my, I gave my, uh, feedback back to my cousin, uh, in a, in a, in like in a text, uh, just, you know, gave him a hard time and then you know, told him what I thought of it. It was, it was really good. Um, I could taste that, it probably doesn't taste the same when my cousin brews it just yeah. based on flavors that were more subdued in this one that I think would not have been based on the recipe that he's posted. So, okay. but yeah. What, Hey, uh, what, what kind of ale is it? It's a cream, it's a cream ale. So cream ale. it's a very simple base recipe. And then, uh, by using cinnamon toast crunch in the actual mash, the cereal, and then, uh, actually using lactose and a touch of cinnamon in the, like I think I believe he uses those, the lactose in the boil and then the cinnamon addition in during fermentation. Uh, you get some of those nice, nice characteristics that you would think of when you get to the bottom of like a, a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Right. Yes. So do you remember that lining Kugels that was, that tastes like fruity pebbles? Yes. Sunset wheat. From Lining Kugels. Sunset Wheats. Okay, so what if you somehow oh, did shit. a Sunset Wheat... Cinnamon Toast Crunch Ale? ale. Oh. No, Cream Ale. <laughs> then you would have Fruity Pebbles uh, 
you know? Well, I mean, I mean, get St. Peter's on the line. Well, I mean, I could just make sunset wheat and then yeah, don't have to worry right, about making but... it a cream ale. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I tasted a beer, uh, a legitimate beer that tasted like uh, Lenny Kugel Sunset Wheat. It's called oh, yeah? Chimay Doré from the Chimay Brewery, uh, okay. the Trappist Brewery uh, okay, yeah, yeah. in Belgium. Uh, it's called Doré. It's their potter's beer or their single. It's the beer that the monks are supposed to drink while they're fasting. And it tastes very, very similar to Lenny Kugel Sunset Wheat. So. so- Brian, I, I don't know if we've ever addressed this. I swear but... to God, if you're asking me about parking at Luckapalooza, I'm going to flip my fucking <laughs> desk over. <laughs> um, I was actually wondering, do they allow strollers? Okay, they, they do, and watching a man lift his stroller up and over a handrail was the most painful thing I had to do while no, I was at Luckapalooza. I'm just kidding. So, no, um, moving on. I, I did have a different uh, question. Um, I, I know... I've been known to serially underestimate um, the size of jobs. (laughs) And I've I've also been known to then bitch the entire time while doing said job. Uh And I don't know if we've addressed my lawn topsoiling job yet. Um, Not yet. I think where we last left you, you had had estimated the job had taken 10, 15 minutes tops or some embarrassingly (laughs) low amount of time. Okay, 10, 15, it wasn't that bad. I said four hours. king of underestimation of effort. (laughs) I said four hours. Okay. <laughs> took about took about ten. Okay. That's twice. Two, two and a half times. That's a oh two and a half times factor there. So, Hundred and fifty percent. And I've only done half my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I had to step away and get a beer. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> Man, we've all done that. Um, this shit. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we're about to get some really good rain tonight. Um, Well, all of Texas might flood away over the next twenty-four hours, but uh, really needed rain. And I was hoping to have my topsoil down. Not topsoil. It's it's uh, what's it called? Lawn covering or top grass or whatever. Like it's it's not topsoil because that would kill the grass. This is nutrients and sand. So, um, I put this shit down. First off, a yard of soil is a lot more than I thought it was. Okay, like money wise or like amount? No, no, no. money wise, it's fine. It's it's about forty bucks for a yard of this uh, top dressing. They call it top dressing down here. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so you <laughs> do you just have a pile of dirt that you don't know what to do with? <laughs> No, 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 no. You making dirt bike I jumps in the front yard? A yard and a half at a time. I put a, I bought a yard and a half at a time at a time because uh, the trailer that I loaned from someone um, or that I borrowed from someone uh, could only fit a yard and a half. So I, I take a yard and a half and I go, oh shit, this probably covers like half of the backyard, covered about a quarter. Um, okay. And I had to shovel that shit by hand off of a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
into originally a gorilla cart until someone felt sorry enough to bring an actual wheelbarrow across. across the sack. If I could just call the evolution of Frank's journey, he'll be he'll have hired a landscaper by this time with a fucking year. backhoe. No, there's no doubt. <laughs> so I start doing this whole thing right, like I'm like. Okay, we can do this. And we can. Anybody can do this. Si se puede, yeah. Frank. Si se puede. Si se puede. <laughs> so I, I get the first yard and a half off, and I'm like, holy shit. I need to get another load. So I go get another one. <laughs> After the second load of dirt, okay, I, I'm tapping out. Like, I had, okay, let me actually, let's back up here. We started the day by going, oh, to top dress, not only do you need to mow, you need to aerate the lawn. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I go hire an aerating machine, okay? Oh Brian, my God. Brian, have you ever operated an aerator? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I just had to cough my head you. off. Oh, my God. It was great. Have you ever operated the lawn aerator? Brian? Not, not, a, not a small, like, uh, residential size one. I've driven. Uh, they I've, don't have those. I was gonna say I've driven a tractor with an attachment. Oh, okay. and like we may these need to giant spikes. This part of this video to Instagram, I think, just to show. Do you have it? Like, Can you send it for This monstrosity, that <laughs> frankly. Is meant for like a fucking regulation football. He's got it in his backyard. I mean, it's like at least a yard wide. Oh. Quarter acre. I've got it in my quarter acre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I fire this beast up right a little bit too close. Oh no! A little Please. bit too close to the house. So. <laughs> Did it like? I've, please tell me it like wrecked your sprinkler system. That's how okay, big this no. thing is. That was at least dug in far enough. I didn't okay. check on that before. All right. So yeah, it's the spikes go in about two three inches. Some people don't know that their sprinkler lines can run that low. If it, basically, if your sprinkler sprinkler lines, if you live in Dallas or North, mm-hmm. and they freeze in the winter, it's because they're really shallow. Um, down here. Two to three inches freezes sometimes, but not often. So uh, my, mine's pretty deep. It's about, they're about a foot and a half deep. But I um, I fire this thing up, and the guy the guy tells me how to do everything. He's like, hey, you engage the clutch here, and you pull this lever, and then you go. It's an electric start, he says. So when you get it going, it's going. And I go, okay. And he's like, didn't quite process that meant when the clutch was disengaged, you're fucking going. So it's tearing up lawn. Okay, yeah, exactly. You're tearing up lawn. So I I stand there and I'm like, okay, uh, I guess you disengage the wheels and then you're going. And in my mind, it did not click that your momentum is completely. Generated by this wheel of death spinning through your lawn. <laughs> okay, for anyone that's operated this shit, it feels like you go from zero to a hundred in about half a second. Okay, it feels like it's gonna pop <laughs> your shoulders out of socket. Okay, so I fire this thing up, blows straight through my retaining wall. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, we need a little bit of open lawn here. Figure out how this thing works. I do the strip going back, and again, it's just like pulling my sockets out. <laughs> just, just so we're clear, so we're just keeping everything in perspective. This is a two-hour job, two hour, two to four hours tops. <laughs> well, yeah. After I got the fucking aerator going, I was like, might need to at least add twenty-five percent. So I'm like, I'm aerating. And the thing about aerating is you need a mow first. So I, I finished mowing the front and the back. Um, oh, and I had to do some raking, too, because live oaks here just don't know when to drop. Uh, so I, um, I, I, I finished mowing, start the aeration process. Um, <laughs> multiple times feel like I'm about to fall into my own lawn. And finally finish that. Then I've got two loads... We're back to, to my second load now. I get the second load ready to be unloaded. And I think, like, at this point, I'm, I am ready to be done. I'm just, like, dying, and I've got a quarter of my lawn covered in top dressing. Okay? <laughs> I unload the last trailer, and the only reason I unloaded it is because, in my mind, right, the, the, the place closes by 5. I need to get the shit unloaded. I'm going to get another load out here. And then we all do this. You lie to yourself. You're going to come back out here tomorrow and finish <laughs> this, right? I had the fortitude to admit that I was lying to myself. So I go pick up this last load. I get to the house and I go, Frank, you don't unload this shit. It's staying there for the next week in that trailer. <laughs> there's no doubt. Like, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. Oh, I don't actually best part. So after the first load, a kind soul walks up with a full regulation size residential wheelbarrow. Okay. Can't do that. He's like, Yeah, that gorilla cart's really gonna take you a while. Now I don't know if you've seen a gorilla cart, but look one of those things up. They might hold a quarter of a wheelbarrow's worth of dirt. Okay. Dude, just go buy a wheelbarrow. They're like 90 so... bucks, man. Oh, they're my not... God. Are they really? You can find cheaper than 90. Uh-uh. No, they're they're pretty expensive. Listen, you have cheap. no idea what it's like to need a wheelbarrow for eight hours worth of work. <laughs> yeah, and then, well, here's the problem. It you got to buy quality. Like, time and energy worth, though. You know, like, so holy shit. Okay, yeah. so, okay. I get the wheelbarrow. <laughs> okay. They bring the wheelbarrow, right? Job picks up a little bit. Okay. Another poor soul from across the cul-de-sac. Now, mind you, two neighbors who could have said, "Let me help you out." Nah, nah. Yeah. They've yeah. met you. They know what's yeah. up. <laughs> they can like watch this. Frank's underestimated yet again what he's gotten himself into. <laughs> so, yeah, they saw me build these four garden beds out here. Thought it would take about I don't know thirty minutes. <laughs> it's like three days, twenty-five hours of work. <laughs> I remember that okay. shit. Hey, you ever, you ever, you ever laid down stone on top, or not stone, but those limestone rocks that are uneven? Yeah, that shit's heavy. That sucks. 
So, uh, the learning curve on life is great, people. And sometimes you just need to go through it. So, I get the wheelbarrow, and I'm still using this little four-foot shovel to get my dirt into the wheelbarrow. Mind you, I've now moved two yards of dirt. With this four foot shovel, a kind you're, soul once again goes. Here's a here's a you're here's a break your back. Here's a six footer or an eight foot shovel. I don't know what it was long, John. Six, okay, first off, probably not an eight foot shovel. You're not a fucking giant. But a four foot sho- a four foot shovel for the for those listening, did it have a painted spade? Like, was it a painted end shovel? Was it a nice like turquoise no, blue? It painted something, it, it something for the kids. Four foot. It might have been a two and a half or a three foot. I can't remember. It was a short, <laughs> the short shovel, like the one you get to maybe like dig a trench, but not a trench, just like for some sprinkler to, line. To, I was gonna say no, probably to dig a, a rose bush up. Yeah, that's about. Yeah, that's that's the shovel I was moving all this dirt with. Oh so this guy God. gives me a proper like dirt moving shovel. Okay, so. At this point, like, Dad's tapped out. <laughs> He's uh, watched you destroy a retaining wall, your, your wife, rotator cuff. The, your... <laughs> the wife comes home and is like, well, uh, I, I'll help you out. And, and she did. To her credit, she did help finish. Dad had to go do some wine tasting. But she did help finish. Dad had to go taste some wine tasting. Which, yeah, he it's, to... it's funny. It's funny yeah, just go, to hear that. Go pour some wine. <laughs> so we, uh, we we get this last trailer, and I finally now have the equipment that you actually need to move dirt. I finished moving the last trailer dirt out. It covers the last bit of my lawn and a little strip of my front lawn. And that is the story of me learning that top dressing your lawn is more like a two-week job. So, please answer this for me. Job, people. <clears throat> Don't answer. get fooled. If you, you need one day of recovery per yard, okay? It's a lot of fucking work. Can I Can I ask this? Do you still have the lawn aerator rented? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no, no. I, I handed that back. I actually uh, very happily... <clears throat> I did not underestimate that, so... The guy asks four hours. I go, nay, sir. Give me the day. I was like, I know plans don't work out. I'm not paying a penalty here. So, Willem sent through the video of the air raider. I sent the oh, video. Did. Uh, you, you know, you can watch it now, but we should probably keep casting. But it, uh, you should definitely post a clip of it. Where yeah. Where did it? Where did you send it? Text message. Um, so, okay. Oh. Yeah. It's uh, too long for a messenger. Sorry. Oh, I see. When you when you do get into the situation, though, life lesson: if you need to top dress your lawn, I did hear the average uh, estimate for doing that's like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred bucks. That's one hundred percent the labor involved. <laughs> this is a shit ton of work. Like Frank, no one is making a fucking killing in the landscaping <laughs> game. You know, no, like no. But they, when they charge a lot, it is because it's fucking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I did not correlate it to being quite this much work. Like I don't know. I I, I didn't just, I sat there, looked at my law, and I was like, I can do that. And I can. I can. Fucking I can do it. But I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it I is mean, insane. 
you can do it, but yeah, it's a fuckload of work stuff like some of that yeah. shit. So I'll do the, I'll do the front this weekend. I'm doing it not quite as much top dressing because I also had a lot of uneven parts here. So hopefully it'll be a little bit better, a little less dirt, but I will not underestimate it. It will be Saturday and Sunday's worth of work. I'm concerned about your giant, uh, your giant plant on the front yard. Your like agave plant that you have out there. Oh no, no, no! I've already done the aeration. Okay, a good. I didn't want you to <laughs> run through it. <laughs> that dope ass plant you have that shreds it up. What do you do? <laughs> Takes out part of a sidewalk. <laughs> what happened? I did. I did actually. I ran onto the sidewalk. Oh my god. With, with, with oh my. Yeah. I, Oh my god! There are two things that I'm I'll tell you. It, honestly, watching that video, dude. Like... There are two things that I'll tell you. Okay, it takes off like a thoroughbred racehorse in the fucking Kentucky Derby. <laughs> it also needs about that amount of distance to stop. Okay? <laughs> Those are two things when you rent an aerator that you need to be understanding. <clears throat> At least an industrial sized aerator. Yeah, well, they don't uh, they don't rent any smaller ones. That is the size. I, I would be doing a golf course. You're not doing shit. I would be willing to just. You ain't doing shit. I'm just gonna yeah. throw this out there. Have your neighbors ever had to do their aeration and top soil or their top coat of the lawn? Have you seen them out there doing that? You know why? <laughs> Answer the question, Frank. No. Okay. So the reason I bring that up is because I think that might be overkill for for no. a normal lawn. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Frank is running a golf course. It's <laughs> like I want this to get to putting level. <laughs> He's like, listen, this I want them to. The greatest St. Augustine in the neighborhood. <laughs> when I have my golf buddies come over, over, they are going to appreciate the, <laughs> everything yeah. so about my life. using half of Central Texas water supply. Yes. Take some Frank's- nails and put them in some kind of you know, like sticking out of some kind of barrel and roll that shit on your lawn. No like shit. About as much aeration. A baseball you. bat and just go out and hit it in your yard. Frank is taking out like quarter inch plugs. <laughs> I did. Frank did. did he, exactly. he, he essentially he essentially did hair club for you for lawns. Oh, <laughs> just, and you know, I'm gonna send you a picture. And it's either going to be a dead lawn because it's <laughs> or it's going to be this gorgeously lush, thick St. Augustine, Frank, Frank, that you will be jealous of. I hope. Well, I hope it be, is. It's not going to be. I don't think you did it wrong. I mean, it I crazy. hope you have the most luscious, full, like head of lawn in the neighborhood, and then I hope your neighbor who doesn't do shit to his yard gets yard of the month every month this summer. Frankly, <laughs> frankly, you've earned it. I mean, like, you've busted up enough shit. Like, yeah, you've earned it. We're gonna give it. Get is a good lawn at this point. We're gonna give it to Bob though. Look at those roses. <laughs> Frank's over there with a hunchback and blisters on his hands. Can't get shit for this lawn. Yeah, uh, Brian, let's do a beer count. Oh shit! Okay, uh, dance for him for a second. You didn't bet the bet. Here we go. Hear ye, hear ye! It's time for a beer count. 
Listen to this track. Beers. What are you up to, villain? Uh, I am <laughs> staring three. No, I, I'm. <laughs> I got just a tiny bit of number two left, and I'm drinking. Since I I'm, I was out of the Devil's Snare there. Um, at the Dogfish Head Lupu Luau IPA. Ooh. Is it an IPA with anything added to it, or is it just some fun, funky hops? I think it's got coconut. It says our coconut-centric lupulin party. This IPA is brewed with a tropical trifecta of toasted coconut, experimental hops, and coconut water. Oh, shit. That's crazy. All right. It's almost like a little hydrating. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Well, I wouldn't. I uh, sure hydrating that go that works. Um. So you're on number two. It, I do what? It's really good, actually, because it's. Uh, it, I feel like an IPA always finishes either really dry. <laughs> Frank's like busting up. Either really dry or really wet. I don't know what the what kind of way you call that. <laughs> like uh, sticky, like cloyingly sweet. Uh, like syrupy almost, you know. Okay, fair. Uh, usually, I, that's that's been my experience with the IPA, but this is like kind of nicely in the middle, almost like a farmhouse ale or something. Yeah, uh, Dogfish Head usually makes more East Coast, like uh, British malt forward versions of IPAs. It's rare that they do a super dry West Coast style, but yeah, yeah um, I'll have to check that one out if I see it. Uh, the coconut water edition sounds interesting. I'd like to give it a shot. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I am drinking. also on number two. Uh, I finished my Oberon, and now I'm over to uh, Founders All Day IPA in the 19.2 ounce stovepipe, which is an odd little can, but I like it. Uh, I mean, it's it's all day, baby. So good. Dollar eighty at Walmart. It's the shit. <laughs> Like, Dude, that stuff blew the fuck up, man. And I mean, it's because it was just such a good summer beer. Yeah. I mean, they knocked it out of the park. I like the size of this package. I don't have to... Shit. I don't have to buy a 15-pack of 12-ounce cans to enjoy yeah. it. Like, I can literally just buy... Like, I bought two this week when I was buying groceries. Yeah. I'm out $3.60. Also, also a great camping beer. No shit, yeah. Holy cow! Well, I mean, if I'm going camping, I'm buying a I'm buying a gang of whatever it is I'm buying, and they sell it in a 15 pack. So yeah, right. It's a win, dude. It's crazy. Like it's it's in the name all day. Yeah. The um, there's a couple other 15 packs that are coming out now. That I mean, uh, New Belgium Day Blazer is in a 15 pack. I'm a big fan of that beer. If you can find it, it's tough to find. Uh, <clears throat> Founders just came out with a Founders Gold. It's a lager. That they they're doing. It's also in a fifteen pack. Uh, Sierra Nevada is coming out with a BFD beer for drinking. Uh, I assume that it'll probably be a fifteen pack as well. But uh, these these uh, more sessionable, tasty, tasty beers. I mean, I talked about Firestone Lager earlier. It'll be in a twelve pack hopefully soon. I'm, I'm a fucking fan. I can't wait for it. Frank, how many? Uh, how many how many cubes did you put in your your ice water this go around? Do a cube count. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm actually gonna go grab another uh, ice water here in just a minute. I finished number one. 
Finish so, numero uno. Yes. Yeah. Slow down there. You start a lot of talking. So <laughs> it ended up being a uh, very much uh, keeping the old throat moist. Throat, you know. throat moist. That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, Brian. I guess the so twelve pack of of uh, Firestone. Mm-hmm. That would be their second canned beer, right? They have 805 and then this. Oh, hell no, dude. They've had they've switched all like exclusively over to cans. Oh, for a while. I guess I haven't bought Firestone in a while. Yeah. Even like Velvet uh whatever. Yeah, so they have Nitro Mocha Merlin is year round and it's mm. it's a nitrogenated can. Uh, okay. You need to go Jack. get some. I I love Firestone Walker. Paso Robles. Gives them access to that beautiful, beautiful wine cask. Now, uh, Pivo Pills it mm-hmm. may be my favorite beer that they do. Okay, uh, it's a pilsner that they use that they make. It's more of an American style pilsner, and they use a shit ton of hops. Uh, and they're it's just a it's a beautiful beer. It's super light, super airy, super flavorful. Okay. Uh, it's it's wunderbar. If you have a chance to get your hands on Pivo Pills, that's the one to drink all day. So, um, Brian, speaking of good beers, I know we've also all had very delicious food mm-hmm. in our lifetimes. Um, what I thought about the other day that I thought would be kind of funny is, has there ever been a food that you've eaten slash created that you've just been so embarrassed about afterwards and still thinking back on it, you're like, shit, what was I doing? What was I thinking? How was this a thing in my life, right? And hopefully you ate it more than once because I know mine was definitely a multiple time. Like, I did it maybe three times, and I was like, this, this is how you end up on, like, my 600-pound life. Oh, you're talking about, like, you're embarrassed at how, like, how much you enjoyed it, but how bad it is for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, not not sure. like, oh, I, I, I ate some saute tofu the other day. <laughs> <laughs> felt like yeah. a real douche. No. I, I thought you were talking about you were embarrassed, like, that you made. So, like, one no, time, one time. Not on the ba- not bad food. So, no. one time uh, on that, I'll just lead into this and maybe okay. it'll get, get my gears going. One time I decided to cook Valentine's Day dinner for Mrs. Brian. Actually, when we lived right. out at White Barn. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to make her some, some uh, like, chicken fettuccine or, like, some bullshit, like, it's <laughs> just basically cooking noodles, warming up some sauce, and then I was like, I'll just pan fry some chicken. I was petrified about undercooking the chicken because I had never cooked chicken before, ever. <laughs> I cooked the fuck out of that chicken. Like the, the chicken you didn't was look at temperatures. There no, was... <laughs> there was no like. I, I looked up online like before I cooked her the meal. One sixty five. It was like it was like no just <laughs> it was just like cook until the pink is gone. And I was like, yeah, cool. The pink left a while back. I guess so we're just gonna keep going here. And oh I was it's like pour a little sauce over the chicken and let it simmer for a bit and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh well, God. the sauce is white now. I can't tell what the fuck is going on so it needs to cook a little bit longer oh no dude this chicken was i I remember 
bone dry. It was so bad. It was like, have you ever seen those like rubber door stops that you put under the door <laughs> that oh are like God. gray? Imagine that covered in cheap Alfredo sauce and then trying to gnaw through it in front of the love of your life. And I'm like, this is pretty <laughs> good, pasta, right? No, pasta was al dente. Pasta was good. I mean, you can't fuck okay. up pasta. And like it, I, oh, like, you, you can, can very up. easily fuck up. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> like, well, I decided to not put water in here because you know. <laughs> no, I mean, pasta is straight. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess it's a straight up timing thing. Right? Like that that yeah. one you just throw like a, a timer on. We'll see like, that one. I could. That's why I could cook it well because it said cook nine minutes. I'm like done. Yeah. I could set a timer for that. But the chicken was like cooked till like the like oh shit the pink's. I don't know. Like it literally. What, what place tells you cook till the cook till one sixty five? Well, okay, it might have said that. Like it might have said that, but I uh, thought to myself, I don't have a fucking thermometer. I need something well, better than that. If you don't have a thermometer, cook till the juices run clear. Right. right. Yeah. Yes. Well, all this stuff that I know now after cooking chicken for a while, and the one Ryan's time that our listeners out there, Villam, what I'm hearing is you don't want chicken cooked by Brian. That's no, probably not. <laughs> no, because I, I, I will say this: chicken. Uh, no, Brian. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the one time, the one time I uh, after we got married, but I do hear you make a hell of a caramel. <laughs> oh fuck off! <laughs> uh, I okay. So yeah, I did try to make some white fudge for Avery. Or for oh <laughs> uh, no, did it turn into sugar? No, it turned into a brown, like solid mess. I didn't use my my mom had a boiler pot, and I didn't use it. <laughs> like you know, a pot yeah. of water that you put underneath a, a, a double boiler. A, yes, no, nah, I didn't use that. I just put that bitch right on the stovetop and just almost mm, ruined yeah, some fuck it up. There's no even temperature there. No, it was bad. Anyway, no, but right, it, so, it, it worked out. I undercooked chicken one time. I almost shit myself. But those are the only times that I've embarrassed myself. Like cooking, cooking. Yeah, just okay. mainly involving That's chicken. Good. What were we it only about? it only takes a couple Fuck times. Off, like, it only takes <laughs> a couple forgot. times for you to like cook something and embarrass yourself to at least like reference a recipe before you start on something. Oh shit, yeah. Um yeah, re- recipe referencing is a good way to like figure out how to cook new things. You don't necessarily have to follow the recipe. You just kind of have to understand proportions, all that stuff. So Willem, what we are talking about is not what Brian's talking about. Which no. Is really throwing us for a loop right now. Sorry. But what we are discussing is uh, what have you created? Like, we've all had self, self-created self items, right? Like, I made this type of sandwich, or I did this to a pasta, right? Mm. That's just, like, elf-style embarrassing <laughs> and horrible for you, right? Put maple syrup, uh. right? So... Uh, that was my question because I thought I thought about this tonight because like I'm I'm on this right we're we're all in the household at the moment eating eating healthy and not drinking and whatnot and I thought man looking back on this I made like a decision to not be on my my 600 pound life the minute I decided that this food was poor and not healthy, right? So the food that I'm referencing is, is I used to make this sandwich and peanut butter and syrup is a huge thing in South Africa, okay? It's like a, a sandwich that everybody loves. But, okay, just not maple syrup. It's a different kind of it's syrup. Is it like kind. corn yeah, syrup? Sugar, sugar syrup. No, not no, corn. Wild's golden it's ca- it's cane. It's cane syrup. Oh, okay. 
and they 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 cook it. It's, it's like a caramelized cane syrup. So, Lyle. yeah, it's Lyle's. If you can find it, it's better than any maple syrup, anything you'll ever have. It's so freaking good. Okay, there's nothing. This stuff with it's the only thing that I'll eat butter with. And it's it's some syrup. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Butter and syrup. Okay, and hold butter. on. Butter and preserves is pretty fucking good. Too. Yes. I don't like butter, period. No, I'm not a huge butter fan. Like, I don't like what? the flavor, but with the syrup mixed in, I actually like it. Okay. The, uh, and peanut butter and syrup, okay? So that's, that is a big sandwich in South Africa. You used to get that. Um, I think the caloric intake was nice and high. And it didn't, <laughs> yeah, it's super expensive. Lot, you know, like it stuck with you for a yeah. while. It's good. <laughs> yeah, so that was your lunch a lot of the times. And uh, we, we, we would get these sandwiches. And one day I found Lyle's Golden Syrup in fucking Stillwater, Oklahoma. And I <laughs> oh bought this. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. that store? I can't remember. Is it the same place? Is it the same place that you bought the oxtail from? I think so. (laughs) I think so. But there was a store that sold it, so I bought it. It's all they also sold Marmite, and Mm. I, I, I took this uh, this Lyles right, and I made myself a peanut butter and and Lyles syrup sandwich. Was it Crepe Myrtle Market? Uh, maybe. It could have been. I, I honestly can't remember. I just I spotted it and I bought two cans. No free plugs, villain. We're gonna bleep that name out. Uh, <laughs> so so I get I get moving right. Like I'm like okay, that was really good, but I still have a sweet tooth, which says something, right? Like you shouldn't have a sweet tooth if you just say like straight up fucking sugar. So <clears throat> I then proceeded to make a peanut butter syrup banana. And Reese's sandwich <laughs> with oh. two Reese's cups. Oh my god! Never in my Wait, life have I two Reese's so cups. Two Reese's cups. Oh shit! Now, okay. when you say sandwich, you're serving all this shit on bread, right? Two slices of bread. Oh god! Two that sounds pretty good, though. I would <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I will not lie. It's that double peanut butter. Ugh. crunchy goodness that you're just like oh it is crunchy peanut butter too it was uh, insane <laughs> and replace the feel... replace the peanut butter with nutella and now you're getting diabetes <laughs> yeah you're on the diabetes you're shitting out diabetes next to it considering whether or not to do it so i eat this sandwich and i'd be lying if i said I didn't make another one a couple oh, days later. God. It was <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. No, I, I, I don't fuck around too much in the kitchen, but when I was a kid, I remember watching cartoons and the way they would draw the sandwiches, the lettuce would be real prominent, you know, with the ketchup. <laughs> kind of a lazy sandwich. So I find <laughs> A lettuce and ketchup sandwich. Oh, so nasty. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. The the way they would draw the sandwich. It was the lettuce prominent. (laughs) I'm I'm almost 100% positive that's how you end up at an anorexic. I'm talking about my 600-pound life. (laughs) He just made some shitty sandwiches. (laughs) 
just throwing out like how you end up on. I needed to gain some weight because I was dying. <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. Frank's of a reality TV show. Meanwhile, my <laughs> anorexic life. You put Frank over on the right hand side, like eating his. <laughs> <Reese's> <laughs> sorry, really my six hundred pound life. Hell of a reality show. People would watch the fuck out of that. I would. I would. I. I. The sitcom writes itself with Frank in one part of the house making a diabetic coma sandwich and, and Villa making a teen girl trying to fit in sandwich. Balance in this world, you know? I was five years old. Okay? <laughs> Villa used to also do this thing where he he would... Okay, we used to have this carbonated water maker in the house, okay? Soda stream. Soda stream. The he company made... out of uh, I, or, uh, Israel... That, That's right. I, I believe has a factory in a settlement in Palestine. So cool, yeah. dope. So he he would soda take stream. he would take the uh, the soda water and he'd pour it into a cup, and then uh, take soy sauce and serve it to one of our friends. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> no, no, not no. It wasn't. It was uh, milk, milk and soy sauce. Oh, I told him. I asked him, and this is so fucked, dude. I asked this guy, like I, I provoked it. We're like hanging out, and I'm like, "Do you want some chocolate milk?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And I fucking get a glass of milk, and I'm like. I, I thought I thought this would be funny, and I take soy sauce and I dump it into the glass of milk. Like we had a bottle of soy sauce because, of course, you know, growing up, my parents had soy sauce, and uh, yeah, and it looked just like chocolate milk, it and good darkness and everything. And I like, what the fuck? I don't know, but oh. it was genius. Frankly, I look back it on that. And that's genius. fucking genius. That is <laughs> so drinks, gnarly. Like he was mad, but he instantly started laughing. Uh, like, it went all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I also got Frank and my sister, and this was yep. before we even moved to America. He's a cynical fuck. This and we're talking, I was like, you know, four or five Psychopath. years old. Psychopath. I go into the psychopath. I go into the pantry. <laughs> I grab a piece of garlic, also completely unprovoked. No one said anything. Like I, I we're in the pantry. I see the garlic. I grab a clove and I pop it in my mouth and I act like I'm chewing it. And I go, mm, this is actually pretty good. And they're like, what, really? And they both grab a clove each and they actually chew that shit. And like... <laughs> And he pops it out of his mouth and goes, I didn't Four. eat it, you dumbass. My niece did that shit today. I would be flabbergasted. <laughs> he, he was like four years old. Yeah. Psychopath. <laughs> Frank, yeah, is, psychopath. Frank has diagnosed Honestly. him as like being a, just a sociopath. He's a monster. He needs to be. Somebody should have stopped him. <laughs> Mom, what the fuck are you doing with this kid in the house it's have you put like, on a rampage dude have y'all seen those videos of those asshole parents who dunk an onion in caramel sauce and make it look like a caramel apple and then when they serve it to their kids they just bite into a fucking onion covered in caramel that sauce is the shit that's the shit the villain was pulling at four yeah i was gonna say <laughs> that's, some, parents. that's 
<laughs> so okay, if it was a sweet onion, though, that could actually be kind of good. No, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my maybe God. It's like the glaze was made out of a teriyaki oh, sauce. And maybe really good street food. Maybe get some overcooked chicken in there, too. I think. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> sweet onion teriyaki bark. <laughs> sweet sweet onion teriyaki shoe. That's what yeah, that is. A little leathery shoe action going on. That was still the nastiest meal I've ever fucking cooked. So, um, Brian, you haven't announced anything. I figure you haven't thought of anything. No, yet. I have. I just, there's so, like, uh, so when I was in college, my freshman year, again, like I, I hadn't really had to cook for myself a whole lot when I was growing up. So when I got to college, I was like, I got to make this shit work. So one of my meals of choice was the cheapest uh, tortilla chip that I could find at, at uh, Walmart. Uh, some shredded bag, shredded cheese. Okay. And Hormel chili that was already in the bowl that you just had to like peel the top off of and you put this little plastic lid on. (laughs) And here's my thought process. I don't want to buy a whole can of chili. I'm not going to use that. That's weird. Like, I just want a single cup of chili. So, you know, and then I I would I would cook the chili, pour that over the chips and then cover everything in shredded cheese have myself some nachos and looking back on it i was like well this explains a lot about <laughs> where i've come from <laughs> like how so, i've gotten here so it's kind of funny right because freshman year we all lived in separate rooms and and uh i had a roommate uh mike had a different roommate you had a different roommate i didn't have a and roommate then- <laughs> I mean, oh no you didn't yeah so then then we moved over to the villages at oklahoma state you and Mike stayed together. I moved in with a uh, uh, Saudi Arabian dude. <laughs> yes. And one of the most exciting parts to me was having a real kitchen that we could cook in. And I remember going over there being like, oh, yeah, we got a kitchen. And Brian goes, he goes, yep, I'll be using the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that shit down. I knew freshman year. I was like, all I have was a refrigerator and a microwave. A refrigerator held the cheese. And the microwave cooked the chili. <laughs> and the ramen was in my room. No, the ramen. Actually, I didn't learn how to make ramen until Mike, I saw Mike make it one day. And I was oh, like, shit. how the fuck are you cooking ramen in the microwave? Well, here's what Mike used to do with no, the ramen. He right? would, he would, I, I still he, use it today. He would take deli cheese. No. Hey, no, deli, deli, deli meat. Well, yeah. And he would add A1 sauce and... Uh, Another sauce. I cannot remember. Ketchup and A1 sauce, maybe? I used... So, when I would make it... And he would add shredded cheese to it. It was really good. I would uh, take the the Mike method of basically covering the ramen in water, microwaving it for three minutes, (laughs) which (laughs) is sketchy, depending on the microwave, and then uh, drain the water off, put the sauce on, you know, the the seasoning on, and then uh, add back in any meats, and then obviously cover it in... Shredded cheese and call it done. Yep. But yeah, Mike, 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 Mike taught me the the way of the quick ramen. He did. He really knew ramen. So, <laughs> I mean, I think we've all eaten some pretty shitty stuff. Uh, I just I thought about that this weekend because I was like, you know, well, I really had one choice in life at that point, and I I made the right choice. Luckily. I didn't go. Yeah, that's a good one. Was this as you were laid out on your back lawn after almost dying from the aerator machine? <laughs> At that point, I was hoping I had calories. 
<laughs> you you probably own. should have started the day with one of those sandwiches. It would have been better. <laughs> would have been better. Oh shit. Well, uh do, do you guys uh is there any other topics that you wanted to cover before we uh wrap this thing up this week? Willem, you have a topic? No, I, I this was fun and I don't want to like, you know, Let's just keep it light. This is good. Okay. okay. All right. Fine. I, I, just, I don't really I have any more light topics like this. Okay. I had one last thing. Okay. Did any of y'all watch the Australian cheating in cricket scandal video that I sent today? No, you sent that out at like eight this morning, and I have I have a job. Oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, I, did, I, I, did, I just didn't have time to look at I'll it. I watch YouTube while I'm on conference calls. If they're talking about shit I don't care about, I find something else to care about. Um, full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. Next time we have the NBLB conference call, I'll make sure to keep it very Frank centric, so he doesn't have to find himself a YouTube channel to watch. I mean, it's like people create powerpoints, and you know how powerpoints are supposed to be like points on a slide. I don't need paragraphs. Nah. Luckily, they write paragraphs because it means I could just go do something else and come back and I can catch right up the conversation. <laughs> they're just reading the fucking PowerPoint. See, so, when, I, when I build my presentations, the, the words on the screen have nothing to do with the presentation that uh, I give. I throw them off. Yeah. <laughs> One to combo. Did you listen? <laughs> Any questions? Oh, I see you pulled that <laughs> PowerPoint. We're not talking about that right now, Frank. That's actually, that's last week's, that's last quarter's discussion. Okay? Way to keep up. Yeah. 2016 we- pulled that sermon straight from there. Um, so, yeah. I did, can, can we talk one night about pastors and how they just recycle sermons? I think that's the best job in the world. You just have a book of sermons. You need probably, you probably need about 300 well written sermons. No one would ever know you're giving the same sermon. It depends on, well, we can get into it on, on sermon night right after we get okay. into conspiracy theories like with Parker. This is my theory. Three to four hundred sermons, you'd never know that you heard it before. So okay? that's your conspiracy theory to bring it up on Conspiracast or whatever yeah, we're no, going to call it? No. That we've been trying to do for two years? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, conspiracy. That would be good. Yeah, the evangelical pastor conspiracy here. So... Um, no, what I was going to say is, is the, the villain, did you have a chance to get caught up on this Australian cricket scandal thing? Yeah. Yeah. I solved it. You saw it or you solved it? I didn't hear what <laughs> saw, you saw all of it. I saw all of it. I saw, I saw, I saw, I solve it. Frank's like, that's a little weird. (laughs) I I called up Stevie and I was like, hey, did you do this? (laughs) It wasn't really anything to be solved. (laughs) Yeah, sort of the video showed it. Um, Okay, so, uh, no, quick hitting, quick hitting, right? So Australia uh, cheated in cricket. And there's a lot of things you can do to cheat in cricket, but there's one thing you don't do. You don't bring objects onto the field to, like, destroy the ball. Because the ball, uh, just like in baseball, if you if you slightly change the aerodynamics of it, you can get it to move uh, through the air. And in cricket, it hits the pitch and moves. So <clears throat> um, they brought a, a piece of sandpaper and started rubbing it to the one side of the ball to make that side lighter, duller, and give it more texture. Because what would happen is, is if you hit that side, if you hit it <clears throat> correctly, 
then the ball would spring to that side, okay? Um, or away from that side, depending on how you're bowling it. Um, so the, the, the funny bit about what was going on is <clears throat> the guy gets caught. They don't broadcast it. <clears throat> excuse me. They don't broadcast it on TV right away. The, one of the announcers actually points out to the TV crew that that guy and, and I think that other guy is cheating. You need to keep the camera on him. Congratulations. And the guy's name is Fonny de Villiers. <clears throat> and Fonny de Villiers points this out. He has a big history with Australia because he used, he used to play like really well against them. So he, he points this out to the camera crew. The camera crew starts following this guy. And they catch him in the act of rubbing the ball with this piece of sandpaper that he like sticks to his hand and then puts back in his pocket. <clears throat> and it's bright yellow. So there's like there's no mistaking that this is a foreign object, not supposed to be there. <clears throat> he starts rubbing the ball, puts it in his pocket. Then it gets broadcast in super slow mo on the jumbotron. Okay. <clears throat> it <clears throat> the entire arena or stadium sees this. Then they broadcast it on TV and they go, well, it's interesting. It looks like he's rubbing the ball with sandpaper. And <clears throat> the thing keeps going. Um, eventually, the coach sees that it's being broadcast on the Jumbotron. He calls down to one of the water guys on the field. They take a water break. And he tells him, hey, you got caught. You need to like get rid of this evidence. So the guy takes the sandpaper and sticks it in his crotch. <laughs> also caught on super slow-mo video. <laughs> so you see this dude like <laughs> tucking his hand in his crotch. In He's the only guy in the, thre- the frame. I mean, it's yeah. like <laughs> they were they had the camera just fucking lasered in on this dude and he does this shit. So he 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 like puts it in his crotch. And then walks over to the umpire, and the umpire accuses him of cheating, right? He goes, okay, show me the evidence that you cheated and scuffed the ball. And he goes, no, I didn't cheat. And he he pulls out of his pocket his sunglasses. uh, um, Case, his sunglasses sleeve. Yeah, the sleeve that, like, he says, all I was doing was rubbing the ball with this, um, just drying it off, which is obviously bullshit. So he gets caught red-handed. It's a huge scandal in cricket right now, but I thought it was so hilarious how the super slow-mo just clearly shows this sandpaper going into this man. <laughs> into this man's it's underpants. The act of a desperate man. Really. Yeah, like, I got red-handed, man. Like, it's literally, like, I gotta it's do like, something. Yeah, I can't just do nothing. You know, yeah. like, he knows he's fucked either way, but, like... Exactly, and that move was just like the end of it. It it cracked me up when I saw that. So, oh my god, you know, I saw you send it, and I, I sent it this morning. I like uh, Aussie man reviews things. He's always mm-hmm. pretty funny. But I just didn't have a chance to watch it this morning. I'll yeah, it's, it's funny it because he starts off by saying, "What wanker <laughs> is accusing Australia of cheating at anything?" <laughs> <laughs> But it's pretty good. Yeah. So huge scandal. The guy who is 
captain of the team at the moment is arguably because bowling and which would be the equivalent of pitching in baseball has gotten a lot better. Um, the he he may or may not be the best batsman to ever live. Uh, he's f- absolutely phenomenal, and he might be done. Uh, you get a very very large um, penalty, upwards of a lifetime suspension for cheating in cricket. So well, I felt like we ended on a somber note. I, I maybe <laughs> maybe I can maybe I can uplift us a little bit. Have you guys heard of Mad Mike Hughes? No. He's a 61-year-old limo driver who is convinced that the world is flat. Oh, the rocket man. He made a rocket himself and shot it into the air today, I guess yesterday, Wile E. Coyote style, to uh, see if he can go high enough to see and confirm that the world is flat. Anybody want to take a guess on how high this motherfucker went? <laughs> how high? Thirty? No, not even. I'm gonna say five thousand feet. Eighteen hundred. Five thousand feet. Eighteen hundred feet. Yeah, he went fifteen hundred feet in the air. <clears throat> okay, so how's he gonna confirm oh the world God. is flat from up there? He, he can't. Well, he, he was. His idea was he would go higher. Yes. Go climb the Burj Khalifa, dude. How about just get a fucking commercial jet flight? <laughs> <laughs> He'll cruise no, at thirty. The windows warp it, okay. <laughs> Someone suggested, like, "Hey, dipshit! Hey, dipshit! Just get a fucking weather balloon and launch it with a GoPro on it." And no, but the, the GoPro warps it. Dude. Well, you that's what you have to physically get up there. The next, res- the next response was the lens blur on the camera will distort the. It, the the radial blur on the lens will make it appear radial as if it, round make it look round there there dude. that that's See, a word radial you get it well I'm gonna hold this up to the camera I know it's not the radial, best way to radial but if oh, you no. can you can see <laughs> that the man is being loaded into an ambulance on a stretcher because when he came back to Earth he fucked up his back <laughs> the video I wonder if he believes in uh, Modern medicine. medicine? Yeah. <laughs> Probably is like, boys, 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 you put guys... me on the, uh, what's that thing called? The pony where they stretch you out. Oh, my God. Oh, the, the. <laughs> Give me the leeches, boys. The leeches. <laughs> so here's the quick video. I know it's on the, on my Holy phone and shit. shit. He, he took off. Yeah, well, he fucking, yeah, he. <clears throat> He got up there quick, and then he came down also pretty quick. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, he did. I mean, that, that parachute. Hold on, let's see how hard it is. I'm oh, it's pretty hard. funny because the if he hadn't opened the second chute, he would have been dead. Like, yeah, there's no. <laughs> but doubt. still, look. I mean, it doesn't do a very good job of showing when he hits, but it doesn't look easy. And they're like having to lift him out all ginger out of this fucked up capsule. Yeah, makes a hard landing. Amateur astronaut bruise, but okay. Yeah, he probably has a herniated disc. Well, he's 61. 61. Years old. <laughs> limo, limo driver drivers. believes the Earth is flat. <laughs> no, I mean you you could replace limo driver with fry cook at McDonald's, and he'd be equally as qualified to be declaring any shape of the Earth. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? like if you think the Earth is flat in this day and age, we have crazy advances in transportation. Go to the edge of the Earth. Just do no, it. No, 
There is an honest... Okay, I had... There is a theory out there that there are flights that you can book that are available that are canceled after you book them because they are a literal impossibility to take if the earth were flat. So there's a flight from Buenos Aires to Auckland, New Zealand. If this flight took place, it would be, and and the earth were flat, you couldn't go the other way around the globe, it would be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 6,000 miles, and there's no... Uh, there, there, there is no commercial aircraft that can go that far. Right. And it's a nonstop flight. So I asked a flat earth dude, and he's a, he's a developer, like, like a smart man. You know a flat earther? Oh, yeah. Dude, I oh, guarantee you boy. do somewhere, too. I, I guarantee him, you do. <laughs> I said, what, uh, what do you think about this flight? Like, why, why was this flight? Why can I book it? And he goes, book it. I go, well, no, I'm not going to book $1,400 worth of a flight, but okay. <laughs> to prove a point. Yeah, totally, dude. I was like, okay, I'm never going to need to get to Buenos Aires first, right? Like, okay, so that's I'm now three grand out just to prove this. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to book it. And he goes, well, what will happen is, is they'll cancel it 24 hours before departure, and they'll route you via like two or three stops because it is impossible. And they sell it because the flat earth is just a, it's, it's a known fact and like goes through all these hoops and I'm like, or the earth is just round and you're and there. Not. You go period. End yeah, of story. Like, <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I don't really, I understand. wonder which is more likely <laughs> the one that proves my point. Thank you, Willem and done. Like I just honestly, I mean, I've had some very hilarious conversations with flat earthers, and they just make me sad every time. It's. Dude, I'm sorry that you know one. I I don't. If I know one, they're closet as fuck, and they closet? should remain that way. Frankly, like don't bring that shit around me. I will fucking no. Laugh but at you they're in always your motherfucking face. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm doing that shit. Fuck. Yeah, you're fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Calling friends over. Yo, check this dipshit out. <laughs> this fucking idiot thinks the earth is flat. What the fuck? <laughs> Here, let me throw my keys to you. The fact that they come back down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking A. Uh, so... Yeah, fuck flat earthers. I think is the name of this episode. Yeah. We'll work that out in post. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have anything else? Nah. All right. Not it. Not it. All right. What about people that make you prove a point? By no, we're not. We're gonna take us out, Brian. <laughs> we're gonna kick it old school, little future. <laughs> but you can't order a Tesla. I'm gonna turn your mic down. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you can't order it. Who are you proving? What point are you proving? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I saw a guy driving a, a brand new Tesla with a paper tag, and he was talking on his phone. And I thought to myself, like, with the phone up to his ear, and I thought to myself, the fuck are you doing? Like, there's there's gotta be... Well, no, 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 no. Like, would you, this? With this number? This number with the phone up to the face? What is... You... The fuck! It's got a goddamn iPad for the center console. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> just fucking yeah. used your technology and not like I, I was. He was renting. Okay, he didn't want to commit to the Bluetooth connection. Yeah, because that Bluetooth costs something. Like, <laughs> it takes you three seconds, dude. Like, <clears throat> whatever, whatever. 
Uh, so, so uh, thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to check us out on our social media pages at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. www.nobeerleftbehind.com That's where all of our uh, content is loaded, as well as our links to all of our uh, you know Stitcher, uh, iTunes, all that good, good content that we provide to you each and every week. We thank you so much for the uh, feedback that we've gotten, uh, both in person and online, but be sure to head over to iTunes. If you've got an Apple iTunes account, please leave us a uh, review and a quick rating, if you don't mind. We appreciate it, and until next time, for Brian here in North Texas, I'm out. For Villem in Tulsa, get this Lupa Lupu Luau IPA from Dogfish Head if you're trying to find your summer beer. Are you out, Villem? Well, yeah. Okay. For Frank in the far northeast San Antonio, um, good luck to DMX on his tax fraud trial. He's going to get convicted and pleading guilty and all that shit. Uh, facing five years in jail. He decided he's going to play his songs at the trial <laughs> to convince the judge that he's a good person. So just don't play What's My Name. Uh, that might not get you the best thing. Uh, Rough Riders, I'm out. <laughs>